Hey, let's be happy. Peace, brothers and sisters. Today is 2022, and this is our first service for the year. This is also the day where we ordain our new elders. So this message is not only for the whole church, but also for our beloved newly appointed elders. Our title for today is One-to-One Disputes. Our passage can be found in Matthew 20, 20-28 Let me first show you the structure of this passage Verse 20 shows the background of the passage 21-24 shows the content of the passage And 25-28 is the resolution Let's first look at the first one The background in verse 20. The Bible goes like this. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, she asked a favor of him. One mother brought two of her sons to request a favor of Jesus. So this is one to one. So this is one-to-one. One. But this incident caused a big dispute. Let's look at verse 24. When the ten heard about this, they were very indignant with the two brothers. So there was now two factions in the disciples. Ten versus two. So the team of Jesus was on the verge of division. So Zebedee's sons is both John and James. Her, their mother is named Salome. Salome may be the sister of Mary. In today's words, it's as if that she was getting a favor behind the back. And she was there going to ask a favor of Jesus. And this is the request of an aunt. Of course, this does not arise out of the Holy Spirit. But this came out of human agenda and understanding. Now let's look at the content of this dispute. From verses 21 to 24, it talks about three things. It's the matter of the request, the outcome of the request, and the consequence of the request. Let's first look at the matter requested. Let's look at verse 21. What is it that you want? He asked. 
She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Why is Salome asking this of Jesus? Perhaps this was not her request, but the request of James and John. But why do they have this specific request? We need to go back to the events of Matthew 19. In Matthew 19, 16 to 22, we remember there was a young man that approached Jesus. He said, Teacher, what should I do to receive eternal life? Jesus said, Sell all your possessions and give it to the poor. Then come follow me. This young man could not do it. Because no one can attain eternal life through good deeds. So it says that this young man went away very sad. This is when Peter said this thing. He said, Lord, we have already forsaken everything to follow you. What will there be in store for us? Jesus said, in 1928, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all these things, when the Son of Man sits on the glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. It is Jesus who said, In the future, you will be ruling over a tribe. Everybody will have their own throne. And now James and John are thinking, we should sit on the right and the left side of Jesus. This is a big position. Using the church hierarchy to illustrate, because the senior pastor is usually the chairman of the council. So who am I? I want to be the vice chairman. I want to be the associate pastor. In God's kingdom in his house, people still want to be the head. And this is our corrupt nature. Now, let's see at the outcome of this request. Let's look at verses 22 to 23. Jesus said, Do you not know what you are asking? Can you drink of the cup I am going to drink? And they replied, We can. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from this cup, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Jesus gave two conclusions. Number one, the first is they did not know what they were asking for. 
呢就是讲雅各及约翰。They referring to James and John。即系唔是讲撒罗米。Not to Salome。因为明显是雅各及约翰嘅要求。Because it's clearly the request of James and John。但耶稣讲你所求嘅你根本唔知啊。But Jesus said you do not know what you're asking for。诶，等阵等阵等阵 ，wait。Wait a minute。谂住唔对。Looks like there was a mistake。你真揸清楚求什么咧？ It's very clear of what they were asking. They were clearly asking to sit at the right and the left side of Jesus. Why did Jesus say you do not know what you're asking for? Perhaps Jesus was actually trying to say about a different matter. He is saying that you do not know the price that you have to pay for this. In the whole Bible, there's only one place in the Bible wherein there's someone placed at the right side and the left side of Jesus. Where is that? In Luke 23, verses 33. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. The one on his left and right are criminals crucified alongside him. So James and John did not know. Yet they said, Yes, we can. So that's why Jesus said to them, Can you drink of this cup? What does this cup symbolize? This very cup, Jesus himself did not want to drink. Going to Matthew 26, 39. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. If you can take this cup away from me. For this cup is the embodiment of God's wrath. Because when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, the holy and righteous God had to punish the sins of the world. Therefore, Jesus drank from this cup. James and John did not know what was inside this cup. And they said, we will drink of this cup. May God help us. Because we seek glory, not suffering. We seek to be placed on the left and the right side because we seek glory. Because, but in this glory, there is also the cross. And Jesus said, You will indeed drink of this cup. This shows us a very important principle. All who is willing to serve the Lord has to pay a price. Using an English word to describe this, suffering. 
suffering. suffering. To suffer for the Lord. Everyone who wants to serve the Lord has to suffer. There is no spiritual leader who will be not attacked or not criticized. Definitely you will be receiving these attacks. I've served in CPCP for more than 30 years. In these 30 years, I worked tirelessly for the Lord. I have not shortchanged my God, nor my co-workers, nor my congregation. But I still do not understand. Because I will hear criticism still behind my back. Sometimes I do not know what I have done. Uh, but perhaps I did do something wrong. Because maybe when I make a mistake, I do not even know that I made a mistake. But I know those who serve the Lord has to taste of suffering. So I did not give up. I continued to serve. So may God help us. Today we will be ordaining five of our brothers to be our elders. What is the first requirement for these elders? That they have to suffer for the Lord. If you will not suffer, then you cannot be an elder. And the second thing was uh, what they asked for was not something that the, any man can give. Let's look at verse 23. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from this cup, but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those who have been prepared for by my Father. Jesus said to James and John, You will drink from this cup because you want to be leaders and you, want, you desire glory. But you must first suffer. But to sit at my right and my left is not for me to grant. This is only for those who have been prepared beforehand by my Father. This shows the second principle. Everyone who serves the Lord must accept God's sovereign arrangements. To use another English word, it's sovereignty. This is God's sovereignty. This is uh, beyond what what we're planning for. But this is what this is God's will that makes it happen. So So church. This is a truth that we have to understand. Everything is in God's hands. Philippines is about to elect its new president. I believe many people will tell you choose this or choose that. Maybe some of you, some of them will say it's best to vote for a Christian. Christians have to vote for a Christian 
，因为这是上帝旨意。Because this is God's will。嗱，我当然无反对你选基督徒。No, I am not opposed to you voting for a Christian。特别即系基督徒是敬畏上帝、够有责任嘅基督徒。Especially if this Christian fears God。但是我问另外一个问题。But let me ask you another question。上帝只有通用基督徒完成上帝旨意吗 ？Can God only use Christians to accomplish His will？ 上帝有通用一款无信主人来完成上帝旨意未 ？Cannot God use a non-Christian to accomplish His will？ 答案真清楚，咁是 ？The answer is quite clear。上帝有通用全世界所有嘅人。God can use any type of person。信主还是无信主？ Someone who believes or do not believe. 上帝甚至有通用所有创造物件来完成上帝旨意。Because God can use His creation to accomplish His will. 请你们当不记得。So do not forget. 上帝用巴兰这只骡这个人体开出来接被贪财的先帝巴兰。That even God used a donkey to rebuke Balaam the prophet. 上帝用这个大鱼将约拿吞落去，夺去利尼米这个所在。God used a whale to swallow up Jonah. Because of Nineveh, you go the Isaiah so the sixty-four, twenty-eight. In Isaiah forty-four, twenty-eight, who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and will accomplish all that I please. He will say of Jerusalem, let it be rebuilt, and the temple. Let its foundations be laid. Cornes is Anga. Who is Cyrus? He is the Persian. He is the king of Persia. Yotanang Mongo, seventy years seventy years after the destruction of Israel. Is this Ang Haling Holang? Chongxin Toki Jerusalem Chongken Singden. It was him who decreed that the Israelites should rebuild their temple. Is he Yotanang? He was not a Jew. He simply was a king by Yahweh's command. He did not worship Yahweh. But the Lord used this man to build the temple. But the Lord used him to rebuild the temple. So he used this man to accomplish his will. The Lord used him to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. So he used this man to accomplish his will. And whoever's in charge of the church is not men. But it is who God appoints beforehand. So, so please remember, church. No matter what process or methods we use to choose our leaders, all of this has been prepared beforehand by our Lord. If there's problems, It is the Lord Himself who will deal with these problems. Because the church is not in human hands, but it is in God's hands. A very famous evangelist and apologist, Rabbi Zacharias. Um, some people began to comment. Because of the events of Rabbi Zacharias, people said that. We need to have more accountability. Okay, let's go. Oh, this is leadership one no one. The most simple, most simple thing. I tell you, this is actually the most basic thing for all churches and leaders. No, this government is not going to need accountability. Every church knows that every leader needs accountability. 
But think about it. If your pastor is as famous, as accomplished as Rabbi Zacharias, that even when you take a photo with him, you feel like you're so glorious. I remember when Ravi came to the Philippines, everybody wanted to have a photo with him. Would you even dare to ask a question of accountability to him? Whatever he says, you will probably believe. But when the issues came out, I thought about two things. God's mercy and His justice. God's mercy. God continued to give him an opportunity and use him. Because God wanted to give him an opportunity to repent. But God is also righteous. He did not allow him to do whatever he wanted. So church, please remember, we are the body of Christ. And Christ is our head. We may elect the wrong leaders, but God will not. We are leaders. We who are leaders must fear God. But one day, because one day you will face God and settle your account with Him. Those who are leaders are not arranged by men, but by God. I ask you, do you believe in God's sovereignty? The third is a consequence of that request. Let's look at verse 24. But the ten heard about this, they were indignant to the two brothers. It turns out the news of what happened spread to the ears of those ten. Although Jesus did say no, but when the turn heard about it, they were very angry. So the team was at the verge of division. It was ten against two. Why were the ten so angry? Because the reason is quite simple. Because everyone of the ten wanted to sit at the right side and the left side of Jesus. But now James and John has beat them to the chase. They even asked their mother. So they were very angry. And we recognize that the 12 disciples were all alike. They all wanted glory. They all wanted to be important. Because none of them knew what it meant to be a spiritual leader. Everybody wanted to be a leader but not a servant. So Jesus took this special opportunity to teach them what it means to be a leader. 
And we go to the third part. The resolution of the dispute. 25 to 28. These four verses can be divided into two parts. So Jesus is using these two ver- these two parts to, as a comparison with one another. With himself as an example. Let's look at the first aspect. comparison. He was making a comparison with two kinds of leaders. In verses 25 to 27. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Jesus asked them to come. Because at that time, the relationships were at the breaking point. So he asked them to come. He differentiated the difference of a spiritual leader and a secular leader. He said secular leaders use their authority and power to control. The spiritual leader. Oh, but the spiritual leader is their servant. I also recently read a very interesting article. <laughs> this topic is quite interesting. Said the differences between a boss and a leader. There's 10 points. There's 10 qualities or differences between a boss and a leader. The first, so the boss is impersonal, but the leader is compassionate. First, Second, that the boss uses the language of I, while a leader uses we. The third, that the boss uses people, while a leader develops people. The but the boss inspires fear, but the leader earns their respect. The boss takes credit, but the leader gives credit. The boss micromanages, but the leader delegates. The boss says go, but the leader says let's go. The boss thinks short term, but the leader thinks the long term. 
，做一个头家哦，就是常常为卖别人讲 ，I am your boss， 我是你的头家。那做一个好的领袖咧，甲人撒个最当属。That the boss constantly reminds you that he is your boss, while a leader is your colleague. That the boss is focused on the process, but the leader is focused on its people. Now, these ten things deserve very good reflection on our parts. Especially those who are serving God. Let me ask you: Do you want to be a boss or a leader? You might say, "Of course, a leader who would want to be a boss in the church." Then let me ask you another question. What kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be a secular leader or a spiritual leader? Of course, you want to be a spiritual leader. But what does it mean to be a spiritual leader? Lord says three things. Let's look at 26 to 27. He says three things. Among you, you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Among you, a spiritual leader will not set himself apart from the crowd. He will not distinguish himself, but he will work with the crowd. The Lord Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for not even lifting a finger. But he says that a spiritual leader should be amongst you. To be your servant and to be your slave. So to be to be a servant is to be a worker, but to be a slave is a bond servant. We know that a slave is a, has a lower status. A worker can go on strike. But there is no rights for a slave. Because they have no human rights. So the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, you want to sit at my left side and my right side? Do you want to be the boss? But first you must be a servant and a slave of all. May God help us. But brothers and sisters, please pay attention. One may have a position of a slave, but it doesn't mean that he has a disposition of a slave. So we must have both positions and dispositions. So this is the example of the Lord. He gave himself as an example. So the second the second comparison or aspect is the Lord serves his example as a leader. Only one word. Only 
just as a son of man did not come to serve, to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Just as a son of man. The Lord Jesus used himself as an example. I did not come to be served. I come to serve you. I myself has given my life as a ransom for many. He came in the disposition and position of a servant. Here's our third important principle. Everyone who serves the Lord must be first a servant. To use another English word, it is servanthood. In God's church, in His kingdom, we are all servants. There is only one Lord. Church. No matter what position or work you have, whether you're a pastor, an elder, a deacon, or a small group leader, or other department heads, please remember these three words. Suffering, sovereignty, and servanthood. These are three principles that we have to keep within our hearts. A servant, a leader must one suffer. And he must submit to the Lord's sovereignty. And have a position of servanthood. Let's serve our Lord. Today we have we're ordaining our new elders. And I present these three principles to these brothers. May you serve the Lord well. Let us pray. Kunsu 来建立你家的教会，跟这些教会是上帝的，跟这不是你所认的牧人那的，关上帝继续使用你的教会，使用你的牧人来完成上帝教会教会的使命，将教会教到主的手中，关上帝的圣灵来锻炼你的教会，头
叫做你個人動制。等者咧有一個啊，安立咱嘅教會先嚟掉落嘅時間，請你唔通離開，好嚟見證上帝喺我哋教會中間嘅工作，願上帝祝福你。下禮拜能夠殺到 ，God best。